So, uh, as the only member of this podcast who's actually there, uh, what I will say Ooh, big is big lifetime that guy. Anyone rubbing it in again? <laughs> What is up, party people? We got Dizzle Dillman back in the studio with us this week, and after he and Dylan banter on about who knows what for the first half of the show, we dedicated the rest of the recording to listener questions. So if you have any questions or feedback for the show, hit us up on the Instagram airways or drop us a note at bonkrosepodcast at gmail.com. Also, big shout out to all of our loyal Patreon supporters out there. We're cooking up some new ideas for how to enhance the show and offer more exclusive content to our patrons, so stay tuned for more to come. All right, let's get this party started. Dizzle. Dizzle back on the bonk bros. <laughs> and ironically enough, I bonked hard today. Oh my did God. you? Did you? What happened? Oh, <laughs> you got to get on that. It turns out, formulas, it turns out when you like break your wrist and don't ride for a month, you don't, you can't just jump right back into training like normal. Uh, is, this, is, this, to... is this your first outdoor ride today or something? Uh, no, I've been riding outside for a week now. Um, okay kind of ama but um yeah ama what does that mean against medical advice oh <laughs> i had no idea what that never heard of meant that. either you guys have really never heard that no that's a no. legit uh like if you if you leave the hospital and the doctors are like mm-hmm. you should not leave the hospital they say that you've left ama like you've left the hospital against medical advice mm-hmm. um ama so is also ask me anything on a podcast i think okay <laughs> okay that's am i nuts. am i wrong here adam you listen to a lot of podcasts ama ask me anything i've never heard of that uh, i don't know man i don't listen to <laughs> podcasts apparently <laughs> what do you mean this is what this is that type of podcast ask me anything that's all we're going to be Sound, doing today is answering sounds kind of questions. promiscuous dude <laughs> no but i turned my i turned my hoods in so that i could so that i don't have to twist my wrist so i can rest my wrist on my hoods and I think I'm just going to leave them turned in now that I'm used to them, which is trendy. Dude, dude I, I, I've got to say, I, I turned my hoods in on my drop bar mountain bike against like everything inside me because I hate the way it looks. I think it looks yeah, terrible. I hate the way it looks too. But man, it it feels good. It's like With it's way more natural. It feels, feels yeah. way better. Yeah. Way better. Wrists, dude, I can't masters, put any weight on it. Masters retro grouch dudes they get real upset about the hoods turned in thing. Yeah. Well, if they've got crack, you know, crack the old wrist, they should try it. <laughs> you think it's better for your wrists? I, mine is broken, yeah, dude, and I, co- I couldn't. I couldn't ride my bike if they were straight. I, I'd have yeah. to have them turned do you, in. Uh, I, so, Adam, I thought Adam, they would you feel weird like to... handling. Yeah. So I thought it would be weird handling the bike, but if anything, it actually like gets you a little bit more like a almost like a mountain bike, like flat right. bar. Yeah, hmm. I haven't noticed anything. Maybe I'll try that on. My, I I'm I am heavily considering riding the drop bar mountain bike at Leadville. Uh, maybe I'll try turning the hoods in a little bit. See if that's better. I, the thing I don't like about that hands for sure for Leadville. Thing thing I don't like about that is that it it makes my drop bars are already pretty narrow. They're forty mil wide, and that would make them even narrower. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, for aerodynamics I, is good, but for coming down power line, I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, I I did bump up my bar size on my drop bar mountain bike. I I didn't want to like I wanted to stick with. Would you 40s, bump it up like, to? Uh, so the first rendition of the drop bar bike had forty twos, 
And mm-hmm. I like actually really liked that. It felt really good. And then yeah. the second rendition has 44s. Like I wanted to try it even a little bit wider. But what I did was I, I turned the hoods in. So the hoods are like inside to inside on the hoods is the exact same as it was on the 42 mm. centimeter bars. But the, but the bar width is a little bit wider. So like if I'm in the drops, I get a little bit more leverage, but it, it should, like it doesn't affect like the aerodynamics at all because I'm still in the same position relatively. And I don't gotcha. know. I, I like it quite a bit. I did a six hour ride yesterday and it, it felt like awesome. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You don't even have a regular mountain bike right now, right? No, that. I, I was in my garage trying to put put one partly together. Hmm. I, I have it. It's just in pieces. Fully committed. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, Drew, I you know, I know you broke your wrist, but that crash video, how many views is that up to? Oh, the <clears throat> the the actual video of the race, uh, that and the Snake Alley recap, I. I and I was clever with the title. The title of Snake Alley was the coolest crit in the world. The other one was called the most dangerous crit in the world. Yeah, that's a and, good title. <laughs> and both of those, and both of those videos are at sixty k. I think. Wow, sixty k. What about the crash video? Dude, the the one where you're crashing them. and breaking your wrist. That's at sixty k. Well, that was like just like a one minute short, a YouTube short, and it didn't do that well. But the video itself, the full like twenty minute mm-hmm. video, got like sixty thousand. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stroke your ego right now. All right. My <laughs> here, my last Ask me anything stroke egos. My last my last you've never heard the term stroke your ego. My I'm last assuming it's a good thing. My last video which was about how I got it, it's called how I got on the podium at BWR North Carolina, which is a race recap of BWR North Carolina for me, only has 44,000 views. Yeah, well <laughs> Yeah, you should have you should have titled it "World's Worst Sprint Performance." <laughs> then, then it would have gotten some more clips. No, right. but well, world's, the world's worst sprint performance was uh, Finn Gullickson, who got third in that sprint. You literally don't even see him in the camera no, shot. Dude, in- no, we we haven't talked about this yet because because the video didn't come out until after last week. Dude, the world's worst sprint performance was your crusher sprint. You were talking it up like like you had this like six up sprint and you were like really pushing it to the line. Dude, you didn't even like you barely made it over the line. That wasn't a sprint. That was like a you crawled to the finish. Okay, so I I think sprint is, it is a, sprint a little all the way up the last climb. Like I think a, I think a sprint is sprint. A, so sprint is a little bit generous. So the last paved <laughs> the last paved section. Uh, the, the, it flattens out near the top and I was with a group of six in the flat parts on the top. And then the last kicker up to the finish is probably five minutes of pavement. So when I said sprint, I meant like five minute road climb. (laughs) I was wondering like a sprint, but there was nobody else. You were, you came in solo. I'm like, well, how's that a sprint if you're by yourself? Yeah. Well, were they, did they draw? Well, if the, like, if the video, so normal. honestly, honestly, I know in that video, it looked like I came across the line solo, which I, I mean, I was that dropped that that's how bad oh, it looked. Okay. But, but if the video, the video was only 15 seconds long, if the video had been 30 seconds long, you would have seen like three other dudes finishing and then me finishing. It, it was, it was relatively yeah, close but, for but a like summit with a, finish. With a, with a sprint though everyone gets the same time 
You didn't get. Yeah, the no, same I didn't time. get the stats for sure. <laughs> yeah. If they no. dropped you, why'd you keep going so hard, <laughs> dude? I, I, okay. I know in that video it looks he had like to go I'm hard. He was going so slow, dude. I, I, I'm slower, telling you, he would have fallen over. Look, look. Scott was giving me crap about this too, and I know in that video it, it looks like I'm racing absolutely no one, right? So it looks so dumb. It looks like I'm racing no one, and then I I fall over at the finish line for absolutely no reason. But what I am telling you is that there were guys 20 feet ahead of me that finished right before that video started, and and the reason why I'm that cooked is because I was trying desperately not to get dropped by them. Gotcha. Drama queen. <laughs> for the gram. The I will, so, 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 uh, Drew responded to that video and he's like, he's like drama queen. And I'm like, Hey man, it gets views. And it did, man. It got 135,000 views on Instagram. I didn't do that publicly. What? I text. I just texted you and said that. No, you texted. Yeah. No, no, no. You texted me. <laughs> they want to be mean and put that in the comments. Why not dude? Scott's mean to me in the comments all the time. <laughs> Good point. Um, so, so I was like, Hey man, it gets views. It got 135,000 views, but I will say, I didn't, I didn't say this to you at the time. I, I was not faking one single bit of that video. I promise you. So you went that, you, you went that deep. Time. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't know someone was filming. Like I just, I just crossed the finish line at a race. I had no idea. There was a Dude, camera you're in a lifetime Grand Prix. Isn't everybody filming every moment of your day? Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm not. I'm not one of the guys. I'm not one of the people that gets interviewed regularly, though. I think I've been interviewed I've, one one time this year. I could definitely see you like walking around, like pouring your cereal or whatever for breakfast, and just like commentating on like the race. And it's just like you and Nina in the house. And you're just like, man, it's going to be a difficult stage. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like being all dramatic and stuff, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw Adam Roberge at a race was at the Mid South, not this year, but last year. And he had like three dudes with cameras following him, and he had like his Monster Hydro gear. And I immediately was like, I don't like that guy, dude. You can't, you can't judge a, you can't judge a person by how many. I don't know, yeah, dude, how many was just cameras like, they have following you, man. It's weird, like, dude. He, you think a race? You from think like that five years ago because he didn't do well, so he's just like. <laughs> will instantly write off any BWR race. So of course, of course he can hate a guy for having social media and sponsors. Dude, you think Adam Robert wants cameras on him? He doesn't want cameras oh, on him. Oh, he was loving it. He was loving no, it. No, man, dude, that's... When I saw him, he was like, job, he like, dude. he went over where the, where the race banner was and had his hands up and like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's too much for me. I don't know if I could do cameras following me. That's that's Dude, well, when you get in when you get into the lifetime Grand Prix next year, there's gonna be cameras following you. So what are you gonna do? If they interview dude. me after a race, that's fine. But you're if gonna they follow look- me around before the race, dude. <laughs> they don't know if I suck or not. Like why would they follow me around? What if, what, if, what, dude, what what are you gonna do if cameras are following you around during a race? Like you're gonna you look like, like a dude. Have never watched like an NBA or <laughs> NFL or any like any mainstream sports game where like the 90 minutes before the game, it, they're already starting to air the the game, and they're like in the locker room and watching them warm up and stuff like that. Like that's just part of it. I guess so. Yeah. All, all I'm saying, man, is you got to get real used to that if you want to get into the lifetime Grand Prix. And when dudes pull out their their cameras in the middle of the race and start gramming, Jeremiah Bishop does it all the time. Drives me nuts. 
Yeah. Dude, people are going to be gramming during gets, a race. He gets them yeah, views, though, man. You ain't graveling if you Dude, ain't you know gramming. What, you know what's the craziest thing that I saw JB do last year, and I've seen a few other people do it now, is the GoPro in the mouth. And apparently they yeah. like make a, a, like a mouthpiece mount for the GoPro, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vegan Cyclist has one of those. That JB started, I think it was Leadville or something last year. That's it, he, that's wild because you need all of your mouth for Leadville. Yeah, he was going up like St. Kevin's <laughs> with like the GoPro in his mouth. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Dude, Suck some dude, air in. There's like not one second of Leadville that my mouth isn't wide open trying to get as much air in <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I don't, uh, I don't, I mean, I have the little camera on the front of my bike, but I, for the most part, if it's race time, it's not, it's not cramming time or filming Dude, time. I, I love how like your videos you just like use other people's videos <laughs> <laughs> yeah carrie you wanna carrie you wanna uh, Dude, uh race with that yeah. shark fin hey send me <laughs> that even, it's like he's talking about like mountain biking all of a sudden there's like road racing shots in there oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you mean like my uh science videos like in the yeah. background it's just <laughs> other people's videos yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. Yeah. Well, people have such good content on YouTube, you know, like why go film there's my a, own stuff? There's this <laughs> category of YouTube videos called the creative commons. And yeah. you can, you yeah, can, that's where I, I don't, yeah, by the way, I don't, it. I don't steal that footage from people. Like that is all footage that was under creative commons, which means it's, it's yeah. free to use. You know, what's yeah. even better is, is I'll go to Dylan's video and take his video and then just put, a science box on top of his science box of the video that he already took. <laughs> is Dylan's video in the Creative Commons? Yeah, it is. I put I put all my videos in Creative Commons. Mm. So instead of trying to me go try and find a road cycling video, I'll just take Dylan's. <laughs> Dude, I, I, so I've had people. I've had people like. I've had people say, "Oh, you know, I I don't know if you should do Creative Commons because you know this is." this is work that you own. You work hard to create this and this and that. And I was just thinking if somebody takes my entire video and re uploads it on a different channel, it's me talking to the camera. They're going to know that this person didn't make the video. It's obviously me, you know? So I'm I'm going to make a new Dylan Johnson, but I'm going to misspell the last name to like make it (laughs) J J A H H. S A N Johnson. You spell it like his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. I misspell it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just take all of my videos and upload it to that channel. I wonder if that, because, that channel because, would actually do do well. <laughs> because we're such good friends and you tell me some of your topics, I like always think like, what if I just did a video about your topic the day before you put out your video and like beat you to the chase? But it probably wouldn't help my. The problem is your coaching videos don't even break a thousand views. Dang, killed me. My last one got eleven thousand actually, but I oh, think all it right. was just because it was st- right after the sixty thousand one. I stand corrected. What was it about? What was the topic? Too much endurance. That's actually a good topic. Like I think my video about too much endurance has probably over a hundred thousand. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a good topic, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh what's your other topics? Um trying to oh, think actually, of the ones my latest, that my, my last Goal coaching setting. one was pretty <laughs> Goal <It> setting, was... <laughs> dude. <laughs> Goal, people don't realize how important books. 
They do not realize how important goal setting is. I actually have five different videos on goal setting because that's how important it is. Oh my gosh. And yeah, and all five of them have 300 views total combined. Yeah, it's terrible. People are, they don't realize how ignorant they are. They need to, they need to, they need to care more about goal setting. Just teach me how to ride faster. That's all I care about. My, I should do a video on creatine. I bet that would get all kinds of views. And then it probably, it probably would actually with like, you know those SpongeBob uh, blow up arms. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, where he like blows up his arms and their muscles. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get some of those. That'll yeah. be the that'll be the thumbnail. Yeah, a lot of people have asked me about creatine, actually. So, yeah, maybe I should do a video on creatine. You've never used creatine. <laughs> well, I've also never used Amphumin, and I made a whole video about that. Okay, let's not go there because <laughs> you're now on Lance Armstrong's hit list because of that video. Am I? <laughs> i'm just kidding um yeah i don't know my videos aren't about personal experience they're about the science so i don't i don't need to use it in order to make a video mm. about it fair enough do you think do you think cre- creatine has helped you this year mm, i don't know i only did like five races wow that's gonna be a good video <laughs> <laughs> i mean you basically summed up the video in 30 seconds there i don't know i only did five races well, I would do some research too. It wouldn't just be, oh, I took creatine and I won this race. Like it would be, yeah. hey, I took creatine, nothing bad happened, so maybe it helped. Isn't that how every one of your videos ends? Oh, I don't know, but it might work. <laughs> uh, the science is kind of inconclusive, so I don't know. Make your own decision. Yeah, as long as you say I don't know at the end of the video, you, no one can hold you accountable. Yeah, genius. I'm going to do a compilation of all the times that you say, I don't know. And <laughs> I've wanted to do this for so long. I want to do, cause your videos that like made your channel blow up was the, uh, bad Zwift workouts and the bad trainer road. I want to do mm-hmm. one so bad. That's just bad Dylan Johnson videos. Yeah. Do bad Dylan Johnson videos. And, but also then, would and then the whole video. Bad. No, no, no. The, I, I, give, I give you permission to do it. And the whole video is just me saying, I don't, I don't know. know. It's like yeah, clips exactly. of me saying, I don't know the whole yeah, time. That's exactly what it would be. And, and me arguing against why science isn't as important as you say it is. <laughs> Feelings are important. That's the gist of the video. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Are we just going to talk? Are me and Dylan just going to banter for an hour? <laughs> I think Adam's moved on to other yeah, things at this point. Adam's like, just like our coaching. It's really bad when our host isn't even involved. I mean, no, doing at, his, at some point we're going to get taxes. questions. So I mean, yeah, we can, we, can move, we can move on to listener questions. Wait, wait, wait. There think- was one topic that I wanted to hit. We got to talk about Go. when uh, – What's the? I want to look at Dylan, the rest of Dylan's calendar, so I can try to convince you to do more of the races that I'm doing, so we can race against each other. We already, we already decided we're going to settle this beef at Big Sugar. <laughs> Ooh, there's no way. They're going to be a go Bonk to, Bros. What about BWR Kansas? Big sugar? <laughs> no, Big Sugar. Yeah, why, why BWR Kansas? Kansas? That's way before. It's the weekend. How, before. how how far before is it? It's literally the weekend before. Yeah, where is it? It's very far. What do you mean, where is it? It is the Kansas. weekend before. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I'll I'll think about doing it. I was also thinking about doing that uh, Bent Mexico. Mel- no, Mexico. let's go to not. Mexico. <laughs> no, Dylan, dude. how cool would that be? Adam's gonna come. 
No, I, I agree. Going, we've already been I agree that I'm not going, going to Mexico would be cool, but not going to Mexico in November to do a Adam could drop to my race. house and I could pick and we could pick you up and then we just take the van to Mexico. Well, honestly, you know you, when we're do you really know where Dylan lives compared to you compared to Mexico? <laughs> compared to you? <laughs> yeah, I mean Tyler's on the way too. We'll just get him. No, okay, Drew. Just, Drew, actually, you know when we're really going to settle this to work beef? on your geography. When is when you get into the lifetime Grand Prix next year? Then it's Man. really going to be on. When I emailed the people at the Big Sugar uh, promoters in the email, I'm not even kidding. I put like, "Oh, can you guys get me into the pro event? I'm trying to get into lifetime series." And then at the end, I put, "But mainly, I just want to beat Dylan Johnson." Are <laughs> <laughs> and they responded and said, well, we can't really get you in right now. We might be able to later. And then they even said, but we really hope that you beat Dylan. They said wow. it in my email. Or maybe nice. they said that they would love to see that showdown or something. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, I mean, the the promoter of uh, Big Sugar, I think he may be a listener of Bonk Bros. He certainly DMs me um, to let me know that my number is in the wrong placement. So, Oh, right. <laughs> Like before, de- before Big Sugar, he sent me a DM. And email. Lo- they should DQ you so that I win the, the so we can settle this. If you get yeah, DQ'd but I, because of your number placement, no. But now I I place my number correctly. Hmm. Um. Yeah, we are yeah, going to bef- settle that at Big Sugar. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's settle it. I already have my excuse though. If if I lose, it's because I was at the expo all day. Because somebody said he won't come to the yeah. expo that he helped. Dude, I, t- the I take of. I, I take this showdown seriously, man. <laughs> why? why wait. It's it's really it's really not that it's the last race of the Grand Prix and it's the tiebreaker for any any ties in the Grand Prix. It's actually just because just. of this showdown between me and you. <laughs> so, so Dylan, what, what I can't was your be at the expo? If you if you didn't do the expo last year, what was your excuse? Mm. Oh, dude, my excuse last year. <laughs> Adam beat know. you last year. <laughs> Dude, I smoked Dylan. Adam, Adam. Oh, oh Adam, Adam Saban. I thought you meant Adam Roberge. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, a lot of people beat me. A lot of people Adam, beat me last year. Adam, I emailed the guy back about about you getting in, and he said he can't guarantee it right now, but maybe in a couple weeks he can squeeze you in. Sweet. So I guess now we this just got to get topic. Now if, we got to get anybody Scott and Tyler in, and it can it can be the real bomb for us. If anybody's listening, what we're talking about is Big Sugar, and we're going to have an admission <sighs> coach co tent. I feel like swag. we need. I feel like we need to have the Bonk Bros uh, podcast showdown at Leadville. I think I have the best chance of beating everyone there, <laughs> including Scott. I think we should just have it at the Wednesday night short trek series in louisville <laughs> yeah why don't we just no. go hop in the local turkey truck <laughs> no you know we need why don't we just I do a louisville cross smoke, nuts? i would i would mm. smoke you guys at any running race right now i've been running more now than i think i ever have <laughs> i think i'm gonna do Who would smoke time. us at any event that doesn't require him to use his wrist right now so <laughs> what take <Yeah>. note <laughs> Yeah, yeah how are those how, how are those arrow, arrow bars on your uh, mountain bike working out? I moved them to my gravel bike now. Oh wow, dude, that is sacrilege, man! I can't believe I'm even. Why did we even invite you on this podcast? Arrow bars on your gravel bike? I can't believe this. Yeah, I hate it. My back hurts. Stupid gravel bars, dude. That's what I'm saying. I, I've got arrow bars on my gravel bike right now, and it sucks. Pretty sturdy. Mm. 
I mean, the only yeah. reason they're on there is so that I can give my wrist a break. Like, half the oh, time. all right, all right, all right. Making excuses for it. That's fine. You know what you really need? Even, you, you need to, you need to put a suspension fork on your bike. <laughs> Seriously, that would yeah. help. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any other forks, and I'm not going to buy any. And I don't want to do all that work. So <laughs> Drew, I'll, just, are you? I'll just I'll just deflate the pressure of my front wheel a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, are you gonna run the same tires that you used for BWR California for big No, shooters? no, no. This is a good time for a sponsor shout out. Uh challenge Sp- challenge tires are gonna they're sending me some tires. I think I'm gonna do I'm not gonna do their Strata Bianchis because those are too fragile. They have this. You should. You should thing. definitely do the Strata Bianchi's for sure. No, I'm for not. Sure. Those are the you. fastest ones, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, no, the, they they're the fastest ones. I ordered some getaways, and I got the getaways that have the the sidewall like stronger protection. So definitely go with the ones without the sidewall protection. They're a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For big. Sugar. I don't want a flat. We already know. I just don't <laughs> want to have to fix a flat. So. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that maybe if you fill those tires with like, you know, liquid cement, that should probably fix that, fix that issue. That's a good idea. <laughs> I should have taken a picture of this, but I saw, uh, Howard Grotz and Russell Finsterwald with their, with their, uh, bacon strips for if they have to plug a, a, a gash mm-hmm. in their tire and they already had like the bacon strip on the thing and the whole Obviously. thing was exposed. Like I could see, Obviously. Like, I could see it off the back of their saddle, but I don't remember how they attached it to their bike. Like, did they just duct tape it to their seat? I can electric tape, you, dude. Have, you, have you been that in the crit scene that you haven't seen? I had mine in like a, I had mine like in a metal tube. Like if I had flatted, I would have had to unscrew the tube, take out the thing, Ugh. put it on the What's thing. The point? It would have been an, at that point, your, your tire's already flat. No, dude, as soon... Man. I didn't flat. Dude, this is why you're going to lose the Grand Prix, man. As soon as you hear air coming out of the tire, you rip that thing off, you stop, and you plug it, and it's like a 15-second mechanical. Yeah. I've never even I'm, been in the Grand Prix. I got a whole year to get all this stuff dialed in. Dylan, I don't think that step was accurate. I think the first step is you hear your tire losing air, you get off, you yell at your teammate to give you the wheel. Mm, then yes. they <laughs> hey, that's the other right. thing with the bacon. We need strip. to start our gravel team. Going. The ignition gravel racing team. What are you bringing to the table, Drew? <laughs> well, I would be the guy. I mean, I would be the team. I would be the team captain. Like, the vibes. Bring, bring Dylan, the the for us to put our bacon strips in. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan would lead me out. What are you talking about? <laughs> lead you out. <laughs> what, are you there. like the? I have a better sprint like, than you. Imagine, I have a better I sprint was, than both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you do have a better sprint than me, honestly. We haven't sprinted against each other since Dylan, three years ago. Yeah, don't, wait, hold on. So uh, yeah, that's I. I stand by my Drew, statement. That was before crit Drew's racing. Last, I didn't. I didn't Drew. say Drew's last gravel sprint. <laughs> what place did you get? Yeah, me. What are you doing? Third out of third. Is is this going to help me or not? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan just got six out of six. I think you guys are tied. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I Third think they are tired. Yeah, mid south. What are you talking about? Actually, the only the only time that Drew and I have ever done a gravel <laughs> race like, together, it came down to a sprint finish, and I beat him. So, all right, but, here is how we settled. Oh, this. That was We're gonna so close though. That was like a dead <laughs> well, even. Obviously, it, it was close. It's a sprint finish. <laughs> Ignition tent (laughs) at Big Sugar. We're going to set up two. We're going to do two trainer sprint races. See whoever can produce the max power 
and we'll just we'll just cover we'll basically do inside testing um uh, just across like the weekend it would you be know, I, okay so david 15 our, second sprint david our marketing guy said we should have a trainer or something set up so if people want it but i was like what would we do with a bike on the trainer and i was it'd be funny yeah, to have what a if, sign that said free ftp tests here <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> what, a good one. what if people came for a tip to do their ftp test free FTP no it should tests. be can you beat dylan's sprint <laughs> yeah, because yeah. people. Yeah, and then we've got, and then we've got my sprint. We've got my sprint number there, and then people we see if could they can uh, sprint harder. Yeah, if we did that. like a, if we did like a leaderboard, people would do a sprint the day before a race. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a big deal, right? Dude, and then if they, would if be they, there with his Strider bike, just maxing out. Oh yeah, beating Dylan you know sprint it. for sure. <laughs> and then if they if they like beat my sprint or something, they get a free month of coaching or something like that. Dude, we are gonna have given out like a hundred free months of coaching, coaching by you. Yeah. <laughs> Broke. We are gonna have this spinner that you spin it and it goes and it all it's all free oh, stuff. Oh man, you got me excited. So, I thought you were putting spinners on your socks. van. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have the van anymore. Oh yeah, you got the F one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Silverado. What? That was a Ford. No. Um, yeah. So right. come come visit How us. Are you doing October the is it October the sixteenth? Uh, yeah. You live there, bro. We're staying at your house. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'll do it. I'm taking all the shortcuts I know, though. Oh yeah, wow. we could just do the excess gravel. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, they'll get one of us on the podium at <laughs> yeah. some big sugar event <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, are we doing listener questions? Yeah, we're we're already or thirty we just... minutes. This was supposed to be like a listener question episode, and we're already guys, thirty minutes real. in. Come and on, hit you guys not learned your lesson. When I'm on a podcast, it it lasts a lot longer than normal. Yeah, no, dude, I'm, I'm like glad. I'm glad that you got over your phobia of the bong throws, and you're you're joining us. Oh, I'm totally still frightful of you guys, mad, <laughs> like maxed out, afraid of you all. <laughs> the only person you got to be scared of is yourself. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, Con- honestly, it's, it's your own, it's your own mouth that's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Well, and now I know that I can text Adam and say, Hey, Adam, you got to take that part, that part out. <laughs> you got to edit this part out. I've actually done that multiple times already. <laughs> Maybe we'll do, that'll be a part of the subscription is, uh, you've done that multiple, be, multiple you, times you already a lot of today. Trust in me, if, though. if you become a Patreon supporter, you get all of the unedited dizzle stupidity. <laughs> is that a benefit <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay your your patreon supporters instantly go from like three patreon supporters down to one after you just said that how do you know i literally have exactly three how do you know that you're such a creep dude because so he's creep. one of them <laughs> <laughs> what if i was one of them <laughs> i was thinking of something weird to say but i didn't that'd be something that's probably for to it. edit out <laughs> more work for adam later all right adam let's hear these listener questions uh, okay let's see now i gotta go back to it did you guys see my text i i just had a call with a guy uh his name was Rolf, and he said that he thought Scott was the uh, was the heart of the podcast. Oh, dude, everyone thinks that. Mentioning. You know how many people have told us that, and then Scott that's is just so, like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's a bummer that <clears throat> he's so busy now with, like, his whole, you know, being a pro yeah, and stuff. No, nah, I don't think he's that busy. Did you see, did you see what I texted him? Because when he said he, he wasn't going to be able to come on and we were doing listener questions, I was going to have him just – 
record a clip of him saying who gives a shit and just drop that in after every question because that's like literally his first response every time dude you know what i need you know what i figured out actually how to get him on is i need to entice him like the the reason the only reason he was on the last podcast is because i i texted you guys that i you know i had some stuff to say about the race promoter of um tusher and he's like what the race promoter do and i was like well, you're going to have to come on the podcast to find out. And he's like, oh, okay, all right. I'll come on. Peer <laughs> pressure, man. No, I just got to gotta leave out information that he can only get on the podcast because he's definitely not going to listen back to it later. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So this first one's not really a question. Uh, this one comes from Cheryl. And Cheryl says, I'm so glad to hear your podcast. I had trouble finding it because – Logan's last name is spelled Casper with a K. I am super proud because he is my mm. son. Thank you for doing this podcast, Cheryl Casper. That's pretty cool. Logan's oh. mom was listening. Oh wow! Nice. And after I got that email, I That's updated nice. the, Even... the title to make sure that it was Casper with a K, so you can find it now. Nice. Oh. See, we're a, Dude, and we're a family. F- we're a family friendly podcast. Dude, and we and we had that other mom listen to the podcast, and we have my mom listening to the podcast, and we have Carrie Warner's mom Man, listening to the podcast. Just got all the moms. <laughs> wow. We we got the moms and we the have, mommies. We have Dizzle's mother also listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Cheryl. Is that her name, yeah. Cheryl? Did I mess yeah. that up? Logan's mom. Or Sharon. No, Cheryl. Logan's yeah. mom. <laughs> <Just stop>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this one, this one comes from Dexter. He says question for the podcast related to the carnage at unbound. So yeah, little, little pastime here, but it's okay. With derailleur slash hanger and shift cable related failures, ending the race for so many were racers with the new SRAM transmission drivetrain seemingly invulnerable to those issues or were some of those failing as well? And if so, how? Uh, a lot of the reports mm. I've read of drivetrain fa- failures were due to the mud, uh, and they, they seem to be Shimano athletes. As someone who has never ripped a drailer off, I don't get the hype of the SRAM transmission drivetrain, but if they were seemingly invulnerable to the conditions during Unbound, while so many Shimano athletes had mechanicals due to the mud, it seems like a more purposeful innovation. I'm aware that many non-SRAM yeah. athletes also made it through without drivetrain failure, uh, some on road groups like Durace rather than GRX. So it would be interesting to hear some discussion on why drivetrains survived while others didn't, aside from a difference of luck. Is there a difference in gear when in the mud, like being in your largest cassette on the cog as opposed to the smallest, not shifting while in the mud, carrying your bike versus pushing it through the mud, cleaning your bike, etc. Thanks for all the laughs on the trainer, Dexter. Mm. So uh, as the only member of this podcast who's actually there, uh, what I will say Ooh, big is lifetime that lifetime guy, anyone rubbing it in again, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who was uh, anyone who had a front derailleur, whether it was SRAM or Shimano, most people who have SRAM don't have a front derailleur. Um, but a front derailleur in general was probably horrific for that mud section because the front derailleur is just one more spot to to gather Mm -hmm. mud and on most people's gravel bikes, the front derailleur, if they've got, uh, electronic shifting actually comes quite close to the tire. So, um, whether the front derailleur got ripped off or whether it was just one more spot to get caked with mud front derailleur 
not the move for that mud section. Um, so I don't necessarily know that the new transmission specifically was better, but I think a one by setup, whether it be Shimano or SRAM was better for that mud. Wait, section. so don't, don't you have and a I front derailleur? I don't usually say that. Yeah. And I fully admit that it was, it was not the optimal setup for that situation. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like as far as SRAM versus Shimano, I, I, I agree. I, I think it depends on your setup more so than like the manufacturer, now, like there are some features of the new transmission that may make it a little bit more robust. Certainly, they talk about like their yeah. their key selling point is how you can shift under load, but that like really shouldn't affect yeah. anything to do with the derailleur ripping off. I mean, you don't have a derailleur hanger, so like you you do have that security that like you don't have that little fragile piece that could break off. Um, but like, I mean, a cleaner well, shift is just going to help you prevent ha- breaking your chain for the most part. I mean, the reason you'd have one of those new derailers from SRAM is so that when you get super pissed in the middle of the mud section, you could just drop kick your derailleur. Oh, yeah, and it won't break. Nothing, nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> also, also in that carnage, I mean, people were stepping on each other's bikes and stuff. If, I mean, if your derailleur got stepped on and that's the reason why it failed, then I guess the <laughs> transmission would have been, been better. Does anyone have transmission on any of their bikes? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, Not, no, the, no, 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 like no, this, us. I know there are people. I know oh, it us, exists. Us, and... gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, dude. No, not a single person. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have it on anyone. <laughs> even, even my new mountain bikes that I got this year just have the the older SRAM drivetrains on them. So wow. no, I don't. I haven't tried the trans. Thought you were big time, dude. But does that come with UDH? No. Oh, your bikes don't have UDH. No. What's UDH? Uh, it's like it's, the never mind. <laughs> Uber Uber downhill. <laughs> exactly, Uber downhill. Uber downhill. It's a new category for you. <laughs> it's the universal derailleur hanger. Oh. Very few gravel DH. bikes have one, but pretty much every model 2023 like uh, new product is going to have one. But prior to this year, dang, it really took them a long time to figure that out. I've been, they should have done this 20 years ago. A universal derailleur hanger? Well, SRAM didn't have a whole new group set they wanted to sell 20 years ago to everybody yeah. everywhere. So, uh-huh. yeah. So, so, in order to run the SRAM transmission, Drew, you have to have a UDH compatible frame. And then with the SRAM mm-hmm. transmission, you frames. don't have a derailleur hanger anymore. That's why people are standing on it and stuff. If you were to stand on like a derailleur mm-hmm. hanger, it would just break or bend. Mm. So then here's the question, like if, because that is like the intention of the derailleur hanger, right? Is to break so that you don't, well, one of the intentions, right? Is to break off so that you don't have bigger problems. So then if you run transmission, like then so what's the part that gives assuming that is it just like the the cage of the pulleys your frame um, well so so, so they yeah, do, I, the, the pulleys do have that like magic pulley uh technology oh, where yeah, like the right. pulley wheel will keep spinning even if something's lodged in there uh but but as yeah, far as like yeah. what will give the the, the 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 brackets there's two brackets that mount on e- one on each side of the frame one of those will break. Like that is supposed to be like the, the, the okay. fail points. And supposedly gotcha. you can replace that. Like they've got replacement parts for that. Yeah. I knew that, that about means- the transmission where you can like basically 
put yeah. back. You don't have to buy a whole new derailleur, right? Yeah. You can piece it together to if you need specific parts. But um, I couldn't, I just was struggling to understand yeah. like what would give in that yeah. situation. I mean, that being said, it's definitely way harder to break. I, when it came out, there were all these pictures of people standing on their derailleur. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it, how it mounts it on both sides of the frame. So it, it's braced on both right. sides and the axle goes through it. So I, I, yeah, so I've seen this critique and I don't, you know, I, I'm not an engineer. I don't, I don't know if this is a good critique or a bad critique, but the critique is that, you know, if the derailleur hanger isn't bending to take the force of whatever you hit, then the frame is going to crack. Yeah, it's, it's not when your derailleur well, gets hit with, with well, hit that's, that's a, but that's what Adam's saying is that there's like one part of that. I'll call it like bracket, right. It's going to break off first. Yeah, but if if that bracket is stronger than your frame, which it looks like it could be, considering the fact that people are literally standing on their derailleurs and it's not breaking. No, because um, the way yeah. that it's mounted, like how much material there is and like the leverage that it has on the, like the frame, that like the, the mounting point of the frame, like there's nothing really there that it could, that could break. I mean, it could break the entire rear triangle. But also, Dude, no if, one's like no one's if, just standing if, on like an empty, a naked frame, right? Like they have a skewer in there, they have the mm-hmm, rear wheel the in hub, there, yeah. so it's like the entire system that they're standing on. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's probably I yeah. I doubt like I doubt if you did that same experiment without a rear wheel, like yeah, you'd probably break a frame. Oh, a hundred percent. I would imagine. Yeah, but like would, the whole I mean, system put together. Yeah, the the, the derailleur is not it's not <laughs> protecting the frame. Like, yeah. It's just to show the durability of the of the derailleur. It's not doing anything to protect your frame if the wheel's not in place. Yeah, so so but that was the whole argument for having a bendable derailleur hanger in the first place is that instead of breaking your frame, you break your derailleur hanger, which is a cheaper part yeah, to Yeah, but frames replace. used to be made out of like, you know, stainless steel or, you know, aluminum and yeah, they're way Right now, they're made out of carbon. They're way fiber, more fragile so. and like they would bend and stuff. I mean, dude, what? What? All right, next next question. This is too long. Go on, next question. This is why Dizzle never comes on the box. No, this Bros is why anymore. Scott comes on the box. Who Bros cares? Anymore. None of us. None of us even have this derailleur. We're all. Sh- we're literally all shooting from no, the dude, hip I read, right now. I read none like of the us. entire spec sheet and press release and with all the information. I like read up on it for like quite a while. Dylan's shooting from his hip. <laughs> yeah. Next if you, question. If you hit your derailleur hard enough that your rear triangle breaks, like you got bigger issues. Like your hips probably break in and your neck's probably snapped in half. Like, <laughs> <you're okay. it's> <laughs> like... <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Next question. All right. Everyone's favorite subject. Guess what it is? Tires. Yep. What, yeah, tires? so this one comes from Paul. Tires, just kidding. God, not. Uh, long... <laughs> long... <laughs> uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm a uh, mountain bike, gravel, and fat bike rider. I captain the Metro Fire Department. That's pretty sick. And I also work part-time for a bike nice. shop. Uh, full-on addiction. I have done some some races like BWR and Single Track 6 up here in Canada and actually follow a lot of the advice from the Brethren of Bunk and also from some dumb backwards hat wow. Dylan. Oh, some yeah. dumb backwards hat wearing mofo. <laughs> I just inserted Dylan in there because I assume that's where he was going, but who knows? Could be some other guy. Uh, questions about tires. Just kidding. 
Again, not. Uh, I did the. I I have run the forty two pathfinders for BWR. I tried to get forty sevens, but specialized reps said. Wait, so it is a question about uh, tires? It is. So he was kidding about kidding about tires. Yeah. All right. All right. He bamboozled. Glad you caught up to the joke. (laughs) Okay, so I ran the forty two pathfinder pros for BWR. I tried to get some forty sevens, but the specialized rep said that some asshole bought them all. Anyways, dude, this guy just freaking <laughs> loves Dylan so much. Anyways, the 42s were perfect, no issues. The real question is, why is the why is only the first 15 or 15 to 20 or so yeah. podcasts on video yeah. on YouTube, yeah. yet the last 20 to 30 episodes are not available on on video? So maybe it's not a question about, uh, about tires. Oh wait, it's not a question of style. Only listen to podcasts now. I like to watch Scott go now while Dylan goes into explanation overload, and Adam tries to rein it all in. Cheers, fellas! Keep up the yeah. content. You're the only podcast that I follow now. Have a great day, Paul. Like, Dude, I, he, yeah, was he, I he was going into tires for sure. <laughs> yeah, so too. Paul, that is Paul, a good question. Is, I thought you guys yeah, were. That, I thought you guys were like all about the youtube and it's gonna we, blow we were and, and like we had a couple videos that popped off but then then it, then they like weren't super popular and i don't know we've got a bunch of them in queue but they're waiting on dylan to put like thumbnails in there and like i don't know it just <laughs> yeah it was, it's like it's like a few extra I mean, we steps can... to do it and it like the the listenership on on the <laughs> podcast gets like 10 times more traction yeah way more way more people were listening to the podcast than watching the podcast and it's probably because the watch the the youtube version of the podcast is is really crappy it's just the same thing all of our all of our camera quality (laughs) suck and and you know it's not edited properly at all and it just it's just awful like it'd be better if we did like the youtube (laughs) clips or something like that like shorter like shorter segments yeah i think the i think the clips would be better yeah. honestly yeah those you are know, have good. like have like a 10 minute clip and we can have really egregious titles and thumbnails yeah you know yeah adam when you do those on on instagram i think yeah. those are cool the clips like last um, week when 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 scott was reason. talking about rubbing peanut butter on your ass <laughs> Oh, yeah. I missed that one. <laughs> I don't know that one either. Uh, dude, here's the reason why we can't do the podcast, because if so, this is all you would see of Scott. <laughs> Scott's usually just like chilling like this <laughs> in the bottom corner of the picture. And he's usually on his phone, so his head's down like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just not paying attention. <laughs> and, then, and then every once in a while, he'll just like leave and like doesn't tell anyone. And he doesn't mute it either, so it's like you hear background noise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that was a good man. Paul was really like throwing us in for a loop there. Yeah. He, dude, he punked us like three different yeah. times. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> He's going to submit another question about tires. <laughs> Ooh, okay, this next one's a good question. Uh, this one comes from Claire. Uh, and Claire says, Hard agree that gravel needs to separate pros and amateurs, especially with the 100 and 200-mile finish at Unbound. Yes. But what is the criteria Thanks, for being a gravel pro? Instagram following? Oof. Category in another discipline like Oof. cyclocross or road? Some other criteria? As it stands now, the unbound pro field was decided based on someone at Lifetime looking at in-betweeners, athletes, and Strava against unpublished criteria. And Strava? Uh, y'all 
Don't need to use my name because Insider there will be knowledge. pure shock that a girl listens to the Bonk Bros. Sorry, Claire, we already did. Uh, thanks. And <laughs> <laughs> did not. Clearly, we don't pre-read these emails. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want us to use your name, put it at the beginning. Well, I mean, put it at the top, <laughs> dude. Between between Claire and all the moms that listen to this podcast, I would say like half our listenership is female for sure. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we've got like four thousand. I mean, three models, handsome so guys on the podcast. <laughs> say, sorry, folks. I think we're all taken. Maybe we should do more YouTube content in that case. What was her question? Well, it wasn't really a question. Pros. It was more of well, I guess her question was like, how would we categorize pro gravel racing? There are there aren't. There's no such thing as a pro. There's no such thing. The Lifetime Grand Prix created a thing. Yeah. Um, self I didn't hear about this. Yeah. Where she says, as it stands now, the unbound pro field was decided based on someone at Lifetime looking at in-betweeners, athletes, and Strava against unpublished criteria. I, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's that's correct. So the they have they had the pros that they knew were going to be in the pro field, which are the Grand Prix athletes, and then other people who are really fast, like you know. Do you think they'd put me in? If I had applied, like, yeah, yeah, because you, you got based third, on, at, based yeah, you got third at Mid South, like fourteen third years ago. Third at Mid South, top twenty, at, <laughs> top twenty at BWR in twenty fifteen. <laughs> no, you would, you would have like you would have easily been in the pro field. It wouldn't have even been a question. Right. And it, I think when she means in betweeners, she's talking about I don't know people who might get a top one hundred. Right. Hmm. It's like okay, is this a pro? Is this not a pro? I don't know. Or like if your um, age is like fifty seven. Then it's like it could be questionable. <laughs> isn't that how? Isn't that like? Isn't Ted King like in Pete Stetton? Aren't they? Aren't they like in their fifties? Oh man, I don't think that old. Uh, I don't even think is Ted. I even think he's 40? forty. I don't think so. No. I feel like I feel like he had a All big right, four well. zero birthday this year, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Anyway, so um, yeah, I think. So the in-betweeners, I think it was kind of subjective who they actually let in. Um, meaning that, you know, it was people kind of, I mean, maybe they submitted some sort of race resume or maybe they just looked at their athletes and, you know, there wasn't necessarily explicit rules about this is a pro and this is not a pro. It was just sort of subjective, which, you know, I don't know. So, so is, and that was to get into that separate pro start. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Do you think if I do a YouTube video about why I should be in the Lifetime Series that that would increase my odds of getting in the Lifetime Series? You should do a you should do a video about how Lifetime didn't accept your application and just like <laughs> make some shit yeah. up about it. No, I think Dylan give you better odds. Dylan should Lifetime make a video about why I should be in the. That'd be way better. I think, I think you think Lifetime cares way more about <laughs> any of my videos than they actually do. Like, they never share any Except of my that videos. that one that he, so. he sprinted across the line. Oh, yeah, they love <laughs> that. <laughs> They're like, wow, we picked this no guy. One. <laughs> so I should get Keegan to do a video about Keegan why do a, I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should get a video. Yeah. <laughs> when Tobin made one. I don't think Keegan... So, that's who I am. So I'll, I'll tell you, Drew, I think that maybe in the first year of the Grand Prix that would have helped you. But I think that, you know, the Grand Prix got so much crap from people um, complaining about how too many people with just a big Instagram following got in and not the results. And 
last year it seemed like it was pretty much just results in my opinion. And I'm assuming so next year it's going to be the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then I should totally get in. Cause me and you are like identical. Exactly. All, so here, so, all you need to do honestly is just email them and say, uh, Dylan's FTP is this. My FTP is this. So yeah. the, the trans transitive property of FTPs is means that I should be in for but sure. Then don't forget to submit your max power. That'll really get you in. Yeah. That's that, that'll actually really cement your spot. Why are these numbers the same? <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is actually an interesting question and one that I've had like a few discussions about, right? Because I feel like it comes up in like in road racing, there's very much a, a differentiator between who's a pro and who isn't a pro, right? Because it's, you have a pro license, you're on a, a pro team. You can't just, you can't, you're a cat one until you're a pro. Uh, but when it comes to these other disciplines like cross in particular, and I guess mountain biking does have a pro license and then also, you know, gravel doesn't have any license, but like with cross, there was always a fine line between like who, who would call, I would never call myself a professional, right? Cause like I was never getting paid for it. But then again, is that the only metric for becoming a professional is like, are you getting, is that the only means by which you're deriving a salary or is it something where like, you know, I put in probably as much time to training and racing cross as I did my other pursuits. So, you know, if I call myself a professional in the, in the working world, you know, why wouldn't I call myself a professional in the cross scene? So it's, I mean, I feel like with gravel in particular, it seems like it's, do you have the Instagram following and are you, I think if you have a big following, you can make up for a lot of uh, physical gifts by having a bigger yeah. following. And, and I think that's I mean, why like, between like, the, one guy, the UCI, like on your UCI license, it'll say like UCI elite, right? Cause it's, it's based on ability. It's not yeah. based on what your income is or how many Instagram followers you have. It's like, it's, it's based on your, the status of your ability. I mean, if there's one more spot in the Lifetime Series, the 35th guy, and they both have a, an FTP of, of a 20 hypothetically minute, speaking, a 20 minute power of 391, and one has 150,000 subscribers, and the other has five, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know who they're picking. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But so, again, I mean, so, but if the guy, like, but if the guy with five has a higher, yeah, max but power, so I mean, it is an interesting way, though, right? Like. Like let's let's talk baseball for a second because like it's middle of baseball season, so a player's value like they're they're going to get recruited and paid more if if they're going to bring more viewership to that team right they're bringing more value to that team. Most of the time in baseball, that's based on ability. In gravel racing, that's not necessarily the case because the content that's created around gravel racing mostly doesn't come from the racing itself. It comes from all these other mediums, YouTube, the Instagram, everything in between the races. So like it, it is an interesting point. Like should it be just based on ability or should it be based on who's bringing the most spectator views to that entity, which that entity is, you know, we're talking about the lifetime grand prix here. Um, but you know, like if we're just talking pro gravel racing or, you know, gravel racing in general. Now, I don't know that I, and I, that's where I think gravel racing is interesting because I think the term professional should be different in how it's like categorized within the race than ability. Right. So like 
just because you're bringing in lots of views and lots of, you know, spectator and, uh, you know, more traction for, for the race content doesn't necessarily mean like that doesn't dictate what your ability is. And if you're talking about like where people should start within the race, I, I, I do think that should be based on like solely on ability. Yeah, I agree. I, I disagree. Every one hundred every one hundred subscribers I get on YouTube, I can feel my FTP increasing. Yeah, so you're, you're totally. getting your 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 ability is increasing. <laughs> yeah, based off of my followers. <clears throat> so I think I think we're having two like yeah. There's two there's two different conversations. There's there's like the conversation about uh, getting picked for the grand prix or getting picked to be in the pro field at unbound or something. And then there's how much money can you make as a quote professional gravel racer, right? Those are two completely different conversations, Yeah, which have different criteria, right? The one, the one which is getting picked for the grand prix and getting picked for the pro field at unbound is pretty much solely just your results. And the other is, uh, we could argue solely your, your following, not solely, but like a mixture. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah. right, exactly. It's, I mean, it's ba- it's based on your influence. I mean, like they call them influencers because, like, how much yeah, influence do you have on mm-hmm. the spectator views or you know content traction? Can I influence people because of my watts or because of my watches? Oh, but I mean, now, as an athlete, you have to do both, right? Like, yeah, I mean, you have to be strong and i'm sure there is an element of lifetime that wants to have compelling racing or as compelling as it can be yeah, at least on the men's side on the women's side i'm sure it seems like it's a lot more dynamic as to who might win every mm-hmm. race but also you know i mean what pro gravel racer isn't also an in a quote-unquote influencer right doesn't have some type of social media outlet that they do be that little documentaries or be that you know, blog youtube videos or what have you. so, there, there are some yeah. there are there some, any bloggers there's some legit racers in the grand prix that their social media following is is not good I, I i'll throw out one example um and i i think i'll throw out this example just because i feel like this guy doesn't care at all about his social media following and he he literally just does bike racing for the love of it i could be wrong about this but zach calton Dude, he on his if you go to his Instagram, I think you know how like most Grand Prix, you go to their Instagram and it says athlete at the top. His says his says Dog. gamer. His says <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, and he, he, he does he does these, he's, I think he's in the top I think Zach Colton is in the top ten in the Grand Prix and he races with an all black kit. That's pretty dope. But yeah, I mean Is it with his H or is he by the term professional? You know, meaning he's getting paid for. Like, does he fall into that? Maybe not. Like, if he, if he doesn't yeah, have that I, kind yeah, of inf- I, that much I would influence, assu- then he might not be bringing in any any moolah. Yeah, I would assume not, but I don't know. Like, I can't so, speak so to that. you know, I mean, going back to kind of like what you know, where Tyler was getting at. Like, I I was in the same situation, or I've I've always been in the same situation as Tyler. Like. People will ask, people outside the sport will ask like you know about me and cycling and want to know and like like I'll sometimes refer to it as like semi pro because like you know I have sponsors and like I get support here and there but like it's definitely not like an yeah. income for me um, but it's like easier to say that mm-hmm. than like try and go into like the whole nuances of of the equation um, but like it, right. if I'm talking to anyone within the sport though, like, yeah like I wouldn't Scott. say like I'm a I'm a pro a 
pro cyclist because like I'm not at the end of the yeah. at the end of the year like if I net zero that's like pretty kick ass season for me. So mm-hmm. so um, what was I getting with this? Yeah, so like I had this realization like a couple of years ago where I was like beating my head against the wall trying to like get sponsors, trying to get support, and I kind of had this like just like I don't know, just like this like moment where I was just realized like best case scenario maybe I like rack together twenty or twenty five thousand dollars in support. And like to do that though, it'd have to be like mostly full-time thing. Like I always wanted to like be like a full-time athlete. And then I realized like I make way more money working than I would doing that. And like, sure. I maybe could train an extra like five to 10 hours a week, but like I'm already training 20 hours a week. Like I'm not going to train that much more than that. So like, sure. Like I'm maybe not in like, you know, the way that, you know, we're talking here, we're like cycling is actually bringing in revenue for, for me. Like, no, I'm not professional, but like probably like if you, if you looked at my income compared to like the lifetime grand Prix athletes income, I'm probably pretty high up there compared to like what they're bringing in just through sport. And if that's their like full-time thing, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I'm racing bikes at a, you know, decently high level and I make a decent income. Like I just, I just kind of like sort of, had this realization it was like and you're uh, and you're a dad well yeah i mean oh, yeah forget about that come on that adds an element well, that that just adds the dad watts yeah yeah <laughs> but anyways like you know it was like i sort of i wouldn't say i gave up like i'm still trying to get support and stuff like that like anything helps for sure but yeah that's why i'm but saying trying to get like to the so point Dylan, where i could like so leave my full-time job like that wasn't gonna happen for me you know, like i'm not gonna make that kind of money <laughs> racing bikes yeah i mean like to your point though adam like i kind of uh last last year and maybe not so much the year before that but like last year i just like gave up on like trying to find sponsors because for me it was like not again like this is coming from cyclocross which definitely doesn't you know have the this the eye right now of of the cycling public but it was like okay how much time and effort am i going to invest to get you know a little bit of cash here and there like that's a lot of like having to go and and make those relationships and then uh, it was just a whole thing and i was just like okay i don't know it just at a certain point there's like diminishing returns right on on the effort and for me personally that was just to like, okay, give up on the sponsorship thing because, you know, I can fund my racing through coaching and through my other, through my other work. Um, but it, it takes a lot. It's exactly what we're trying to do with the ignition. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes, I mean, it takes a lot to like go out there and to one to like, you got to have those relationships. And then also like you have to bring, at least from my perspective, I always wanted to bring something to the table for the sponsors. And like, I don't have time to do the vlog thing. I don't have time to like, I mean, I used to do a lot of blog posts and like cultivate a website, but at a certain point, like life just gets busy between everything else. And so I, you know, yeah, it, it, it's tough out there. And I don't think that anybody that's in the lifetime Grand Prix, which I, I know I keep saying as like in synonymously with the pro field, but I, I do see that the lifetime has almost kind of created or solidified the pro field. I correct me if I'm wrong, but like you could sign up for the elite wave at unbound in the same way that you could line up at the front of a 5k or the Boston marathon. Yeah. Like, was that accurate or did you actually have to have some results to be in the, in the uh, elite or pro field at unbound ahead before the lifetime came along? 
right. Oh, probably not. Well, <laughs> it was just before, before Lifetime came along, it was just one mass start yeah. at Unbound. Right. Yeah. This was yeah. the first year they ever had a pro field at Unbound. Okay. Well, I mean, so basically what I'm getting at is like Lifetime has legitimized being a pro gravel racer in a way mm-hmm. that being a pro gravel racer did exist before, but I think it's provided a little more legitimacy and also some, you know, some actual responsibilities that you have to have this, you have to be on these channels and yeah, do X, in, y, and in full transparency, yeah. like honestly, I wouldn't be upset if lifetime grand prix said, Hey, you know what? The lifetime grand prix athletes are going to be the ones that get the five minute head start. You know, like, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that. No, because then, because then, me and Dylan can't have our showdown. I, I, I think that I, I like having a separate. Once I catch him, <laughs> I like having a separate pro field. I don't like having the lifetime Grand Prix athletes have their own start. Then make the lifetime Grand Prix a hundred riders deep and call that your pro field. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they could do that too. But it's I guess, like, but I, I just, you know, like, I, like you guys, yeah, you guys exclusively are all money, fighting really? for this separate overall series. Why should I mm-hmm. or Drew or Tyler, who like work our way into the yeah, pro field, come between you guys fighting for that? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I want to screw up Dylan's race. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say you, that's the whole you point like, of a mass start? You know, they, they don't just pull some random dude from the crowd and put him on the court. You know, throw some Jordans on him, put him on the court, and you say like, "Let's see what you got." They should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but should have you in the in the Tour de France? The they just take random spectators on the road and throw him in front of like Jonas <laughs> while he's trying to drop Pagacher Pagacher of the of the climb, man. You see how many? You, I, mean, I mean, in a way that's we, not we don't, all that different than than what we're talking about. I mean, the equivalent. The equivalent though is like when they release a like uh, like at Rule of Three, right? I was doing the extra small race, the fifty miler, and it was like you come up on people that are out there for the hundred mile, and like those people. Unfortunately, like I try to be as nice as possible, but like, dude, if I'm riding in the front group, like I'm in race mode, right? And I'm in it to win it. In the same way, like you wouldn't want you wouldn't want one of those people to necessarily decide like whether or not you're separated from the front group. Um, it would just yeah, be dude, a little bit of unsporting. That's that's what and same that's, with the unbound. That's what I yeah. I mean, I felt like we spent the whole episode talking about exactly that issue with the unbound yeah. thing. You know how? Yeah, when you took out that guy, <laughs> Tobin took out that guy. Tobin took out that guy. That's not what I heard, <laughs> dude. Tobin Tobin sent me a meme. Uh, I don't know how much I should talk about this, but Tobin sent me a meme of like it was like some dude on a on a it was like an old guy on a uh, what's it called. I don't know, some real crappy bike, like just Coffee. enjoying his, like just enjoying his day. Right. And then some, some three racer dudes come along and one of them checks him and he, he falls over and he's like, this is us at Undown. <laughs> and like, that sucks uh, for everyone. In that like, equation. yeah, like, yeah, right. exactly. It doesn't exactly. suck for you, just for H- you guys. Hence, it sucks for that guy too. Hence why Unbound needs to have the pro race on Sunday, but we don't need to get, we don't need to get back into that. Well, do we, do we want to keep going, man? These yeah. these listener question episodes nah. are like here. Look, <laughs> let's do some rapid fire. We we need exactly. to get through more than two questions. We're over an hour. I'm hungry. Everybody, channel your inner Scott. 
Everybody lounge down in the bottom of your of your camera. Everybody pull out your phone. Roll. Everybody pull out your phone and bring up Instagram. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, exactly. we, there's like there's like 40 questions on Instagram alone, and I'm just looking at the email right now. All right, let's rapid fire some. How questions. do we turn all the all 40 of these people into ignition athletes? That's yeah, that's how we do it. We're we not need gonna to rapid read your, fire their we're, questions. We're not going to read your question unless you yeah, hire will. us as your coaching. Oh <laughs> I'm calling Bruce Bluff. <laughs> all right all right uh i mean there is one very important question slash i don't know email slash update from our very own super fan dan oh well we have to read that i know come on yeah I'll, don't all of his stuff get bumped straight that's to the what i'm top. saying yeah why did we read Three questions before we read his yeah, question. Yeah, so, so, so Daniel sent us... An, <laughs> Dang it, Cheryl. <laughs> you got to hit the mommies first, man. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to. <laughs> Gravel Rankings 2.0 Mid-Season Reports. This is an update from Daniel. Nice. Yeah, let's hear okay, it. Okay, so he says, see attached for, crush, for updates since Crusher. Uh, so now it goes back to... Mm. So the 52-week the one goes back to 7, 14, 22, and then in four weeks of so two years goes back to the year before. I uh, said so the biggest change is coming from dropping Crusher 2021 and replacing it from Crusher 2023. Okay, so, wow, it is very small. I need to figure out where the maximize button is. Yo, sh- share your screen. Can you do that on here? So we, we can see. You yeah, can, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. share button at the bottom. Just read all the names. Well, remember that this is a podcast, too, so you could just read all the names out. Hold on. Let me just see. You could also give Can access you... to the the email. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I, I need to just forward this to you guys or something. Today. There we go. Tyler. Oh, it's coming from the Bonk Bros email, so you're not automatically in there. Oh. Drew, what's your what's your email? Dillman.andrew at yahoo.com. You're gonna get spammed now. <laughs> oh, what's, your, <laughs> what's oh, your dog's what's your dog's name? He's <laughs> gonna edit all this. <laughs> we can't have this on the podcast. Okay, I just forwarded to you guys. <laughs> Adam trying to send us an email in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> no, dude, this is content. This is what people no, listen to. Okay, shut up, Riverside. <laughs> Giving me notifications. Okay, it should be in your inbox. Cool. What should be? In what do you mean? All right. Continue. Continue. For the for the sake for the sake of the listeners, how about you just like read out the top ten? Yeah, I'm not gonna look at it. Are you serious? Right now. Why did I just do that then? <laughs> I now I gotta go back. It was for the content. It was for okay. the content. People love listening to All right, you. So the let's do the let's just do the one year rate ranking because okay. it gets super super wonky with the two year ranking. Like there's some athletes who like yeah. weren't even racing two years ago in the women's field. All that matters is where am I and where's Dylan. okay. I don't think <laughs> I don't think you're gonna be yeah. happy about that comparison. Okay, so <laughs> number one on the women's side, who do we think it is? You, uh, just email. Sophia. You just emailed it to me. I can well, tell. You, you said you weren't looking at your email, bro. <laughs> now I'm, now okay, I know. Yes, yeah, so we got Sophia number one, Lauren DiCrescenzo, number two. Alexis Scarda coming in third, right. Haley Smith in fourth, gotcha. Sarah Sturm in fifth, Paige Onweller in mm-hmm. sixth. Wow, Rose Grant still in seventh. She's not even racing this year. That's sick. Wow. Uh, right. Did she retire? 
Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, she retired after mm-hmm. last year. Uh, Flavia wow. Oliveira Parks in eighth, Whitney Allison in ninth, and Sarah Lang in tenth. Nice. All right. I mean, I think that makes sense. You know, uh, that seems to be that seems to be accurate to me. I don't have any issues with that one. Yeah. All right. Wait. So, who won the women's unbound yeah, race again? Wasn't it? It was Sophia, right? Or oh was yeah, it, it was no, no, no Carolyn no, 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 Schiff. No. Well. Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn Schiff. She's Where's 19th. Carolyn Schiff in there? Is that the only race yeah, she's done? I mean, done? she didn't do any race. Well, she's not from the U.S., and she didn't do any races okay. last year in the okay, U.S. Okay, that's so right. It's probably why she's not okay. ranked very high. Wow. Yeah, I guess I guess if I have any objection to that, Carolyn Schiff should definitely and this be is, ranked And this higher. is only North American gravel so racing so slash off-road yeah. endurance mountain bike racing. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I think I did see that Carolyn Schiff has been doing some of the Gravel Earth series stuff, but yeah, that's yeah. the only uh, Unbound's the only U.S. race she's done. Dude, I only heard about that series like three really? days ago, and I'm a pro gravel racer. <laughs> maybe you're just a maybe you're just a pro influencer. Yeah, I guess so, man. Uh, okay, on the men's right. side, we got Don 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 King and Swenson coming in first. Obviously, uh, Rusty yeah. coming in second. Pete Stetna, third. <laughs> Alexi coming in fourth. Adam Roberge coming in fifth. Lachlan in sixth. Wow, Howie up in seventh. He's moving up in the world. Uh, Matt Beers coming in eighth. Nice. Payson, ninth. Cole Patton, tenth. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, that doesn't really include any of the big hitters from Europe, but I mean, I guess that makes sense because it's. Uh, it's a North American ranking, although somehow Matt Beers snuck his way in there. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Like, he must have done enough. It says he's done yeah. five races, I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, uh, Jasper or Ever Slick aren't in there, or Lawrence Tendam isn't in there. You know uh, what I mean? Let's see. Evar's. I don't even see Evar on here. Okay. Huh. Maybe he didn't do, didn't do enough races to qualify. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that one makes sense. Dude, our boy Logan Casper coming in 59th. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. So is he counting Is he counting the XL then? Must be, Sounds yeah. Sounds like he is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, awesome. so right. the, like, one one rider that surprises me that's not in the top 10 is Braden Lang. I feel like... Yeah. I mean, he's been doing a lot he, of other I mean, racing. He's been doing a ton of like XC bike racing, so but much. dude, I mean, he's been like yeah. top ten in like a ton of lifetime events. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's usually top ten at the mountain bike races, though. Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't he top ten? Are at those included Crusher? in here? Yeah, he was, but I think that's the first time he's been top ten at a gravel lifetime Grand Prix okay. race. I got gotcha. you. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, that could be true. Hey, I'm ahead of Ted King. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yo, where where are you ranked? Ninety fifth. Ninety fifth. A couple of rows. The list, the list <laughs> only goes to hundred. I almost where, didn't make it. Where am I? Oh yeah, I didn't even look where for my nineteenth or something. Thirtieth. Way down. Nice. <laughs> wow. Uh, Chris Blevins, twenty fifth. All oh, right. You're ahead of Carrie. I'm only five. Carrie, thirty fourth. Oh dang, thirty fourth. Wow. Only Wait, five behind Blevins. Haven't you not beaten Carrie a single time this year? Oh, Evar, 54th. He's, he's way down there. Wow. Dude, how is I Jeff Kabush on here? I didn't even know he did gravel racing. 
He's in seventy first. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to keep going. Cool. All right. Well, um, Drew, that ninety fifth place in the in the in the uh, gravel rankings is not voting well for you getting into the Grand Prix next year. Dang. Yeah. Because well, you know they're, it's supposed to be the top thirty five riders. We'll see what it is come October the twenty second. Okay. The day the day after Big Sugar. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't think it, Daniel had any other questions attached to it. All right. Well, no, that was cool. It was a good way to end the episode, unless we want to rapid fire some more. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we can call it there. What's going on this weekend? I don't know of anything. Okay. I do. I dude. I wonder why all these like gravel dudes got the memo that Downeyville was like the spot to be. It's like all uh, so many Grand Prix gravel dudes were at uh, Downeyville. Yeah, I did see that. How many Grand Prix riders do you think are going to be at Ragbri next week? Because if they were really into gravel, they would do Ragbri. Isn't Ragbri a hundred percent pavement? Is. Even though Ragbri, I think Ragbri is <laughs> yeah. on the road. I don't think it does do gravel. Yeah. Wow. You Although <laughs> the number of beers that We're are drank at Ragbri definitely bumps them into the gravel. Makes it feel like you're riding <laughs> gravel. <laughs> IPA consumption and mustache. <laughs> yeah. Coming uh, from, at a high. from the guy. Who okay. I'm, I'm assuming that the R and the A is right across, but I don't know what the rest no, is. No, it's not. The, it is the registers annual great bike ride across Iowa. Register is oh the name gosh. of the big Iowa newspaper company. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, you guys are way more tuned into Iowa stuff than I am, that's for sure. I'm going to be there. I'm doing half of it next week. It's the only place that Drew can win a race. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. You if should. Anybody you should. What, if anybody knows what Ragbri is, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> you, you should. You should. Ragbri is like. You stop and eat pork chops <laughs> on the side of the road, and you and there's concerts and there's water slides and. I just meant more so that the only races you won have been in have been in Iowa. <laughs> Snake Alley. Yeah. What about that? Oh, I was say, Quick Star in Iowa. What about that UCI, UCI race? That uh, gravel race that you won was that in Iowa? Me? Me? Yeah, you won this UCI gravel race last year. I mean, not gravel race. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm, I think about oh, gravel too much. I'm talking no, about cycling. No, that was in Ohio and no one was there. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember? So that's the where all the controversy is. started. <laughs> that is where hey, the controversy <laughs> started. I know Drew remembers me getting that whole shot before. Hey, you guys. What? I got the whole shot both ways. What are you talking about? I just, I just stopped it up for you afterwards. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, let the gap yeah open. you're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Thanks. All right, let's let's shut this down. It's getting a little lengthy. <laughs> yep. Uh, I said that 20 yeah. minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> see ya. See ya.